0: Welcome to Composer's Favorites, a podcast by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo and today we're gonna learn more about composer Sergio Ronchetti's favorite things. Enjoy the show! Welcome, Sergio Ronchetti, composer of the video game Eldest Souls. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, As the viewers should know by now, this uh, uh, podcast is all about the composer's favorites. And um, through those favorites, we will discover a little bit more about you as a composer and as a human being. So I will start right away with one of your favorites. And that is your favorite video games, God of War 2018 and The Last
1: of Us 2. Can you tell us a little bit about mm. them? I would love to. Yeah. So I've always been a fan of God of War. Like right from the first game, the whole franchise, it just appeals to me in every way. Just the idea that you're this 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 powerful hero, you're up against these like insurmountable odds and you're just hacking and slashing the whole way. I love it. And, and the mythology and this last game is all the more better because it's just you've got the whole weight of the franchise behind it like in the character kratos and the adventure feels bigger and it's fantastic i can't wait for the next one and obviously the music i'm sure we'll, we'll talk about music at some point but i love the music from the latest one as well and um uh last of us last of us is i think last of us 2 is one of the most important games of at least my generation at least the last 10 years in in so many ways in in showing like what the previous generation of console can do like the the absolute like limit it can it can put out and and also just the kind of like social um points that it that it touches upon like within the game within the characters like the game is is less about this like you know the the things that are going on around the world and more about the way humans are still fighting against each other, even in the face of an apocalypse and fantastic. The sound is fantastic and I just, I love that game. The music of both
0: is very cinematic. And both games are in fact, very cinematic uh, in in character. And the music is somewhat dark and mysterious and epic. And this is something I have uh, heard at least one of the aspects of the music of uh, Elder Souls, which is a video game you have scored and that I've just finished uh, testing and playing and and I had lots of fun, I must say, and I really enjoyed enjoyed the score. score. Thank Um, you. Can you tell us a little bit about this score and and the experience that was uh,
1: composing it and producing it? Sure, absolutely. Um, So this game was my first video game project from start to finish. And we started about four or so years ago. Um, I met uh, John and Francesco, who, were, who founded the studio, Fallen Flag Studio, and um, they were over here in, in the UK, which is where I am. I'm in London. They were in the UK studying, doing a video, uh, game developer's degree, and they took a year out to work on this game. And I happened to meet them at one of these free workshops, these events we got chatting, and the rest is history. And, and it was um, to see where the games come from back then and to, to where it is now, it's, it's like amazing. Like if you asked us back then how we, we would feel about our game coming out on like every platform imaginable, like three years from now, we probably wouldn't believe you. But so it's it's been very exciting because it felt like we were all the perfect fit. You know, it's, it's I guess, especially as composers, we want to take on as much work as possible. But sometimes, um, and, and in most cases we, we become as flexible as we can, maybe in writing styles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But sometimes you're just not the right person for the job, or it's not the right time, etc. This was perfect. I mean, almost serendipitously perfect because it was it, yeah, really because like it was their first game and it was my first game, so we all had the time and freedom to learn what was expected of us as individuals. It, like within the team. Like I didn't fully understand what a what a sound designer, what a composer had to do and what I was allowed to do, et cetera, et cetera. So we got to learn and kind of fail together until we got it right, which is uh, fantastic. And um, This is awesome.
0: You did record, I snooped your website a little bit before. And by the way, I love the part where it says, I now have a moustache. <laughs> it was uh,
1: You made me giggle and I can see, I can see <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> um, it's very important. It's now part of my personality, so I have to mention it. So what I was saying is
0: I saw one video of you recording a violin. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what instruments were uh, recorded live? What instruments are just sound design or virtual instruments? What was the
1: balance? Sure, the- sure. First of all, I'm not a violinist.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm not a string player. I'm no Tina Guo, like as much as I wish I was because I, I love string players. But, um, so stuff like that was used for kind of for the sound design, creating, I can create screeches and strange <laughs> sounds enough to create ambiences within the game, which is really fun. And part of that is because I love doing Foley. I love recording things live and, and mixing them in with virtual stuff, uh, whether it be sound design, or whether it be um, with the score. Um, Within the score as well, we have to work. I'm sure, as I'm sure you understand, within the limitations of the project itself, and one of them being the money. So, if I had enough money to record a whole orchestra, I, I would have loved to have done it. In this case, it was uh very much because it's an indie project as well. Typically, it, everything was trying to control it within my means and my my kind of capabilities. So, a lot of what you hear on the score is uh, using virtual instruments, um, except for the main theme, which I had the the chance to record a couple live instrumentalists. One was a, um, a vocalist called Tara Mann and another one was a cellist called Maddie Ashman. Both, they were just friends that I, that I made in my uni degree, both, both very talented musicians. And um, I feel like the best balance is, is, of what I want to do in the future is the main theme, that one track, because it, having those live elements makes all the difference and it really kind of accentuates all the virtual stuff behind it.
0: Awesome. Um, I'm wondering if, uh, and, and this is a segue to the next favorite, if your favorite album, The Blackening by Machine Head, had any,
1: gave you any influence when composing the music? So it, it's like something I've been thinking about after now, like after I've written everything and finished it. Like I, I asked myself, like, why is it that I write stuff the way that I do, like I haven't been taught classically, trained or anything like that, or of or orchestration and everything. So, and the only thing I can come to is the fact that I used to play in a metal band for like four or so years and metal music is like in my ears, like 80% of the time, right? It's, it's pretty much all I listen to. So really I've picked up everything I've learned from writing from that. And whilst what, it doesn't what, sound, sorry, go on. What, what instrument? I used to play bass. Bass, oh, and I did gosh. some vocals and stuff like foundation.
0: that foundation
1: of the band. I, I, the best, the best, the best part of it. And actually, I, I love um, comparing video game music and film music to a good bass player because we shouldn't we shouldn't stick out. We shouldn't be too noticeable and we should support everything else. And if we've done our job correctly, nobody should notice the music. They should notice how good the movie is or how That's good the game is. That's a perfect analogy, analogy. Right? Yeah. I've been working I, on that analogy like that for idea. a few years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Really, it just comes back to my experience of, of writing music in that way. So whilst it doesn't sound like Machine Head or my, my favorite metal bands, I guess I took the same kind of ethos, the same kind of energy, and I tried to put that kind of aggression and, and, and music, in, in that style into the music that I was writing. Awesome. Uh, favorite dish? Parmigiana. Parmigiana, mm-hmm.
0: let me say it with the right R. Parmigiana. Absolutely. Parmigiana. Not only that is one of my favorite dishes as well, but it, it gave it gave me a hint that you have some Italian blood within your veins. I do.
1: If if my name wasn't enough, then yes.
0: <laughs> I would have I would have one question for you. Sure. Do you fry the
1: aubergines? So, getting it right is so difficult, and I think I've done it the best I can outside of a restaurant, outside of having a deep fat fry and everything. So I've tried grilling them, I've tried frying them with a little bit of flour and oil, and then finishing them off in the grill. All, all sorts. I think the best way is is just frying them. Is frying oh, them. In that's a, little- a relief. I, I was oh my god, I was so
0: <laughs> preoccupied. That then yes, I can you know I can give you the stamp of full.
1: Real Italian. Excellent. We can go yeah. now. That's it. That's why. Yeah, yeah that's
0: done. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. You
1: do. Yeah. You want to fry
0: your aubergine. Don't
1: listen to Jamie Oliver. If anyone's <laughs> listening,
0: don't listen to Jamie Oliver. I. You know, we're becoming best friends right now. <laughs> 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 but, uh, having said that, I must confess there's one recipe that my wife got from her, Jamie Oliver's book, which wasn't in my, my house. Okay. God, God forbid. It was for, you know, in a friend's house, but. The recipe is very good, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day I will do one special episode with my favorites and talk more about it.
1: Uh,
0: I can interview you if you want. Uh, that would be great. Uh, you know, well, you, you'll get a call. <laughs> we'll arrange it. Excellent. <laughs> Your favorite book is Watchmen. Mm. And that is actually, uh, is it a, a series of uh, graphic novels, right? It's but, a
1: graphic novel. I, um, it, I don't know if it came out in a series of when it originally came out. It may have done. I've only ever known it as the complete book yeah
0: what is it for those who don't know it and and why do you like it
1: so watchman is a graphic novel not a comic book it's a graphic novel there's a difference and it's it's fantastic because it it's i think it was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna assume that it was the first but it's it's one of those those books where it's it's all about superheroes but it's the way that they kind of live within society within a modern society with like how they integrate and The political consequences of their actions like um and and a lot of this is being touched in like these new um the new marvel cinematic universe for example how they are superheroes they do save the day but then once everything's safe the city's destroyed and they have to face the politicians and the people who aren't happy with them etc etc and it's just very interesting and it's just a great great comic book there are some pieces of art in there which just really speak volumes um and i love it yeah and uh, I'm wondering if you also like uh,
0: the. There was a film, quite a few years ago, and then they made a TV series that uh, was very successful. Do, do you, yeah. like, you like those as well, or do you feel they're not as good as the graphic novel?
1: I, I haven't watched the series. I think I only watched a couple episodes, and then I think I, I moved on to something else. But I, I obviously I do like Zack Snyder's movie that he made originally, and. Um, I, I think they're great. I think, uh, you know, I'm not one to complain whether it's, you know, I'm not one of these purists, these elitists that is, oh, it's not exactly the same as the comic book or exactly the same as the book. It's like, I don't care. I, I want it to be a new thing. It, it shouldn't be the same. So I always enjoy seeing um, other artists create something like in their own kind of, you know, their own version, their own kind of, um, uh, you know, yeah, their own version of, of, of the original piece of work. So it's always interesting to see that. And I like... Each of them for their own thing. I think they. I think the movie stands up on its own. I think the the book um, stands up in in different ways as well. So, yeah,
0: cool. Um, I will ask you another couple of favorites before saying goodbye. One is your favorite film cue, and it is Alan Silvestri's work for Avengers: Endgame's final battle. Oh
1: my god! So this cue like lives in my head, like it plays on loop, like just rent free the whole time, like. I will walk down the street with no headphones on. Imagine this scene in my head, and I'll give myself like goosebumps just remembering how epic it was. And I think it's also partly because I mean the music is fantastic. Alan Silvestri as a composer is just phenomenal. Even like back with his work in like you know Back to the Future and stuff like that. So he's great on his own, and but I think the movie as well because it's like the kind of like the the climax of such a massive series of like. Other installments and other movies, you feel the whole weight of it. I feel like he just—I'm—I'm I'm giving myself goosebumps just thinking about it. It's like it's so nerdy, but it's—it's it's just so epic and it's just so captured so beautifully. Um, and yeah, for that reason, I—I I mean, I love comic books. I love uh, Marvel, as as I'm probably sure you can tell. And that was just that moment, just that 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 like sequence of twenty minutes was just everything it should have been in my head. Lovely, and for those.
0: Very, very few that haven't seen the scene you were describing, which is—I uh, can't remember if I think, I think, I think—Avatar passed uh, Endgame once again after they released, in yeah, China they released it. Ago. Yeah, months ago. But anyway, it's, you, know, you know, one of the most successful films of in, in movie history. So if mm-hmm. you haven't seen the film or heard the cue, you can find it very easily on YouTube, and I urge you to go and listen to the Maestro Silvestri, who, by the way, must have some Italian blood himself.
1: It it sounds sounds.
0: like it. Um, And your favorite driver, speaking of Italy, is the favorite F1 driver, Formula 1 driver, is a driver uh, for Ferrari this year and last year as well, I think. His name is Charles Leclerc. What can you... Or can
1: you tell us about it? You can see that with my answers, I was trying to suggest to you that, you know, you know I'm Italian. Like, you know, do you want to ask me some <laughs> Italian questions? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a massive Formula One fan. Like, like above all sports, like, I will, you know, stop everything just to watch the races. And um, although Ferrari is not doing very well lately, um, Charles Leclerc is... is quite clearly like one of the best drivers in the field and also one of the nicest guys it's really nice to watch a sport and see all these new drivers come in and be just really down to earth really nice guys as opposed to like you know in in the 80s where you know things weren't quite as pc and and it was less about you know playing video games and more about stuff which is maybe frowned upon now like um like the whole, like the grid girls and everything. So anyway, so it's, it's really nice. I feel like Charles Leclerc encapsulates that new kind of wave of drivers along with the other uh, new guys that have come in. And He is super young, right? He is, yeah. I think he's only like 22 or something oh like that. God, so he's, God. along it's with him amazing. and like Lando Norris and George Russell and and, and a couple of the others, they, it feels like this, there's this new kind of generation coming through it's and they're, they're changing the image of the sport, which is which is really nice to see. And I mean if Sebastian Vettel said that Charles Leclerc is the most talented driver that he's ever seen I think that means something as well. So that's that's amazing. Um I will ask you a
0: couple of a couple, if you can if you can tell us a little bit some info about your follow-up project you are still working with a Fallen Flag on a new game, right? right. Mm. Can you tell us anything about it? I know I know there's secrecy I could try and, <laughs> you know, um, I can ask all the listeners to sign NDAs if you want.
1: Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> as long as everyone's on a friend EA basis, that's fine. But yes, we are working on something else. Um, I'm again. I feel so fortunate to have met the guys and to be uh, more involved with them. More involved than a composer should be, really, because I've uh, you know I've put myself out there, and, and they're quite you know we work together very well. I think so. Um, yeah, it's it's just very exciting. We have a really cool idea. Um, I mean, just—I mean, they're the ones who design the game. I'm just the one who hears about it and just tells them, great, that sounds fantastic. I'll start writing some music, but it, it sounds very exciting. So um, let's see. Let's Lovely, see. can't wait, can't wait to know more. Sergio,
0: it was such a pleasure to have you. I wish you good luck with the, with the release. I'm sure it's gonna be a smashing success and we'll talk soon. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Giovanni, thank you. It's been a pleasure, pleasure. That's our show for today. We like to make our episodes roughly the same length, therefore we sometimes edit out some of the guest's favorites. However, extended cuts of the show are available to our Patreon subscribers. Check filmscoringtips.com content to find more about this. Thanks for joining us and see you soon!